captain, we have a proximity alert with the planet Geekery. We are approaching collision. Quix, get somebody on the comms. Enter in the security code. Two, five, seven. Security code accepted. Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to episode 30 of Com Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple of devoted geeks to better let people know that they are loved. Uh, I'm Dallas, and with me is... Celeste! And uh, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff today. However, do me a favor, as you listen to this podcast, please interact with us, send us your thoughts via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. All you got to do is look for Geek Devotions, and we're across all of those platforms. Um, also, do us a favor, leave us some reviews on iTunes. It helps people understand who we are and consider you know, subscribing to us. That's always a cool thing. All right, so Celeste, it's kind of a different com- of different episode than we normally do. True, true. Uh, it's kind of off the cuff. Very true. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We are talking about the latest two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, episodes six and seven of season five. So, uh, this has been an interesting season, and uh, so we'll just kind of start with a recap of the season. Um, it picks up right after the end of last season, and by the way, for those of you who haven't been watching, uh, this will be spoilers all throughout this episode. Spoilers! <laughs> and, uh, but most of this is still available on Hulu, I believe. Yes. So, but anyways, uh, it picks up right after the end of last season, and they're at the diner, and all of a sudden, they're all kidnapped, the entire team. Except for one yes fits and they're transported 90 not 90 years but several years into the future i forgot how many years in the future it is um it's quite a few right and so we go on this kind of adventure discovery of what's happening and basically earth has been exploded <laughs> been exploded <laughs> i ate too many tacos and then i exploded <laughs> <laughs> and then um so we we have the team that trying to survive. There's this prophecy about Agents of Shield showing back up again, and um, as it turns out, Earth is the the human race is surviving, and what used to be an underground base, and um, the is it the Cree? Yeah, yes, the Cree. The Cree have kind of taken over, and there's this one main Cree named Cassius who's kind of the emperor of this thing, and he's pretty um, it's pretty fancy. I'm so fancy, <laughs> and he's blue. He is. He's blue, but he's he's not a he's not your typical Cree warrior. No, like, he's, he's kind of kind of an uppity type of individual. Yes, and so, um, but he, he is, which is surprising because the general thought process of the Cree is that that type of thing is not okay. Well, that's, and we're about let's get into some spoilers here. We're trying to figure out throughout the entire season so far why he's in charge because he's so not Kree-ish. Mm-hmm. But how, like, he's running this whole place and what's happening with that. And um, it turns out that he has been causing people to go through teragenesis and he's selling off inhumans. And that's not why he's in charge. No, no. But he has this rule where um, earn a life and take a life, basically. Life earned is a life... Life spent... Wait. Life given is life earned. Life spent is a life earned. Yeah, that's That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, it's really quite interesting little dynamic he's got running here. Fitz, however, he's still in the past. And um, we find out, uh, I think in episode... The Math Right 4, that um, there's this space alien... Kind of reminds me of the Watchers from Fringe. He's a chromaton. <laughs> and he... Uh, they actually... 
I've met one of those race. The you met race, one? Really? Well, not in person. I was about to say. I can't tell you that information. Oh, no. I'll have to erase your memory. <laughs> not but, again. <laughs> <laughs> look into the light, Dallas. No. Um, no, but in She-Hulk, oh. they deal with that race, or someone from that race. Really? That's pretty nifty. And so, just a random side note there. Right. As you can tell, this is completely unedited, so you're getting our this brains. Is, this is our conversation. We're trying to talk through this thing, because uh, we, we picked it up yesterday, uh, the 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 second half of the break, because this went to a break. Yes. So, we're trying to walk, talk through this. But uh, right before the break, we saw Fitz, and that you have this, what, what do they call them? The Chromatons? The Chromatons, that's right. He's the Chromaton. Chrom- the Chromaton uh, helps Fitz get to the future, the long way around. Uh, he basically puts him in a time capsule and shoots him into space. And He's sleeping beauty. And then wakes him up in the future. And sets him up this crazy identity as this mass marauder who's feared and very wealthy. And uh, so Fitz is having to tap into some of his um, uh, framework mentality to kind of pull off this, this personality. What would you think of that? Well, I think it was well-timed because he did not have enough time from the framework, leaving the framework, to mm-hmm. now to really get completely out of that mindset. Right. So it's fitting that he's having to use it again. And I think that had they done this, like, next season, it would not have been as believable. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if they'd done it next season, it would have been one of those... Like, he's really digging into some d- darker stuff. And they would play it off as that. It's like, this is a past that he's tried to forget and he's worked hard, mm-hmm. but now he's having to tap into it. But if they'd done that, then they wouldn't have been able to play around with Mac. Right. Poor Just Mac. So, <laughs> poor Mac. That's yeah. so bad for him. So, but anyways, he's in the future now. And so we start off this half, the second half from the winter break, with an episode called Fun and Games, where uh, Daisy is basically put up for in a fight club um, as... Um, our friend Ben from our last podcast episode had said in his show, Welcome to Level 7, he kind of called it, it was like, um, what do you call it? He's like, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fight Club. <laughs> I could see that. And what it is, is uh, Cassius is putting in humans up against each other to fight. But now that he has uh, Daisy, who has apparently been deemed the destroyer of worlds, the one who's um, supposedly destroyed Earth. Um, she's the one that is responsible according to their fragmented history that they have that destroyed the earth years ago um, he's putting her up for a bit and so he has this kind of like battle royale type of thing going on while bidders are there to watch and bid on different inhumans. I don't know if I'd necessarily call it a fight club as much as it is a dog show I can see that. Like, look at my pretty dog. Look at how he can walk. Look, <laughs> see? She quakes the person into a wall. <laughs> like, that's the feel I get from it, rather than a fight club. A fight club's kind of, you right. know, a little grittier. Yeah. Well, it's kind of gritty at times. Grittier. So, um, at the same time, the team is, because Cassius is trying to impress these people who are coming to bid on Daisy, uh, he's called for an early... Um, I'm not sure what they call it. Basically, sums up all the misting. teenagers. Yeah, misting of all the teenagers to turn to make them go through terogenesis. and they meet this one kid who um, is inhuman. Apparently, he was the only one of the ones who they pulled up there. Which I know they've got to have more kids. Right. The only thing I can think of is they must not be anywhere near old enough. Right. Like these kids looked to be about sixteen, seventeen, so they were gonna go through the mist. 
In a couple years. And in he a couple is, years. The kid has said that he's not supposed to go up until next year. So, I mean, it, it's one of those things that this was a well-established right. thing. I just was so confused because I thought that the mist could kill people. Like, Mm-mm. but they kill people with it in one of the episodes. Like when they, when you're very first introduced to Terragenesis, when Daisy goes through Terragenesis, it killed somebody. That was through, but there was something else going on with that situation. There wasn't individual crystals that was going off. Like there was a, like a, a mass stone and like there, it was like oh, a different process that's altogether. That's right. That's right. So I mean, she went through Terragenesis, but it was different. So, uh, but this kid Flint, he, t- he turns out that he, and this is where we're, we're going to start talking about some interesting things here in a minute, but he can form rocks, like take rocks and form them together into solid piece masses and do certain things with it. And, uh, so, um, they try to help him. He ends up turning himself in as a, as a trick to kill the Kree warriors. And, uh, cause Mac has a really interesting conversation with him and says, look, um, you have powers now. You know, you can't just turn yourself into them. You know, you got you got to help people with these, and we're here to help you with that. It, and so it was kid, kind of the the great responsibility, great power of. conversation, mm-hmm. but less Spider Manny. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, the kid's kind of like, I'm going to do this. I'm I'm going to take responsibility for what I have in my hands. And so at the end of the episode, they're all escaping the entire team to the the surface of the Earth, which apparently. Um, is inhabitable to a degree. May's already on the planet with um, the chromaton. The chromaton. Who I, I gotta find his name. Um, uh, it's Elijah. Yeah, Elisha. Enoch. Enoch. With Enoch. He, so they're, he was a biblical character. <laughs> so they're they're on Earth already, and because she got sentenced there, and so the entire team's going down there, except for Mac, Yo-Yo, and Flint. They stay behind on the base, the st- the space station. To try to help the people. Which I think was actually pretty smart because Yo-Yo is, has not been detected yet. Mm-hmm. And Max not an Inhuman. So right. between the two of them... They can help the kid out a lot. They can help him out a lot. I yeah. mean, because how, how did Yo-Yo put it? Max not an Inhuman, he's just cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Exactly. So that's kind of where we're at with this show. This is this is a really quick brief synopsis of what's happened so far so now we're getting into some of our discussion aspect what do we think about it what do we not like about it and where do we want to see it go so celeste what are you liking about the season so far um i am liking the fact that they're bringing the kree in i think that that is a complete setup for captain marvel mm-hmm. because she ends up having kree blood in her so it's nice that they're introducing the race before they bring him to the big screen. Right. Because that was what we'd said about part of the problem with the Inhumans was that they hadn't done enough introduction. Right. To the royal family. To the royal family. Um, so it's nice that they're introducing the race. So you kind of have an idea, mindset of the mm-hmm. the race. I am enjoying that. I actually, even though I really don't like her, I'm enjoying Sonara. Yeah. Her acting, like the way she acts, the mindset she has. Mm-hmm. She is one scary lady, she but <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, okay, I can, I can handle this. Right. And Sonara, for those who are listening, she's kind of like the right hand woman of uh, Cassius, and uh, she's scary. And uh, she is terrifying. She's played by Florence F- Favor. Favor. Uh, F A I V R E. Yeah, I don't know. 
So she was in a couple of things. The Expanse, which I heard about. I hadn't had a chance to see it. I don't know what that is. Uh, it was a movie. Or no, it was a TV series. Okay. Oh. Maybe I have no idea what that is now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really recognize much of the stuff that she's been in at all. She's just doing a really good job of acting. Like, she doesn't say a lot. Mm-mm. And again, that is something I appreciate when they don't have to say a lot, but you get a good feel for the character. Right. Um, but I'm also uh, enjoying all the... Like, I'm enjoying the world. Mm-hmm. The way they have things set up, the explanations for things. Um, it is so weird seeing her not blue. <laughs> right? Dallas is clicking through pictures right now. <laughs> But, I mean, it's just, it's a very well, I, I'm wondering if this came from the series. If, not the series, well, yeah, the series, the books, the comics. Mm-hmm. If this particular storyline came from that, because, not that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. hasn't been well written in the past, but it's just the way this story is written, it's mm-hmm. coming across as a comic book. Right. Whereas some of the other seasons just come across as a superhero show. Right. I can kind of see that. So, all right, cool. Well, what else are you liking about it so far? I always like Yo-Yo. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I really like Yo-Yo, and I really like Yo-Yo and Mac. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that ship. Right. Um, What's the? How do you combine those names? Macio, Yolk, Yolk, Yolk. Just stop talking. <laughs> 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 Nothing doesn't have to have a ship name. It's just a ship. It's okay. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'm sure it is. <laughs> like that's almost as bad as when a friend of ours' daughter tried to give us a ship name. It was bad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So all right. Cool. Yeah. That's and I appreciate that they're kind of coming together. This is really kind of the the season where you have the separated. Uh, relationships coming together. Yeah, you have Mac and Yo-Yo coming together after being separated from the framework, um, and their their relationships coming together. Max getting over the loss of his daughter again, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, Mac, Fitz, and Gemma, and they're kind of coming together now finally. And uh, Gemma's asked him to marry him, her, even though after. he asked her first, but, but she, she didn't hear, hear him. <laughs> <laughs> but they're coming together and. This is work has kind of worked through that whole. I was such a horrible person in the framework. Did you catch that they've started referring to them as Fitzsimmons again? Yeah, yeah. In the first season, I couldn't. I thought one of them was Fitzsimmons, and then the other one was just never mentioned. Right. Like because they were always said their names one right after the other. Right. It was never Fitz. Pause. Simmons. Simmons. It was always Fitzsimmons. Right. So. I, I found that interesting when that happened. I was like, oh, look, they're back together. <laughs> Even in names. There you go. So I appreciate that they're kind of repairing some of that stuff right there. Um, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with this kid, Flint. And yeah. we'll get into some why I'm interested in that uh, later. But they're kind of setting him up to be an interesting aspect. Um, I feel like the, the way that they set the society in this floating space station if you will it's really quite interesting i'm curious the 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 people who wrote the script they really put a lot of thought into it because it really does make sense it's horrible it's a horrific society but but it makes sense it would work yeah it would be horrible for the people in it Mm -hmm. but it would function right so um i think that they the the metal 
not the metal, the the stuff that they said that had the gravity. Yeah, yeah. The I don't remember what they called it. I feel like we've heard of that before. I, I feel like we have too. I just can't remember where. Don't remember what it right. was though. Mm-hmm. It was like called graviton or something like that. Gravitron. Gravitron. And so I feel like it was like they mentioned it in an earlier earlier season. Right. I'm looking it up while you keep talking. Okay. <laughs> so, but it was it was interesting to me because it felt like what oh. It felt like one of the things that we were supposed to know what was going on. Mhm. And so it was sorry I'm getting distracted by the pictures on the screen. Um <laughs> it was one of those things of I'm like why is this not Oh, it was that! Yeah. So, uh, there's a website that we found, and it's talking about, it goes, perhaps the most disappointing subplot uh, of to all, but uh, disappeared from the... Sh- that all, the dis- oh, sorry. To disappear from the show, and thus the MCU, is Gravitron, introduced as Dr. Franklin Hall in only the third episode. Gravitron was one of the Avengers' most dangerous foes. So it was a person. His ability to, to that allow him to grow gravity, which makes him a bit like Magneto, only with fewer limitations or Holocaust illusions. Wow, that's wow, that got dark real quick in this article. Really quick. Uh, <laughs> so it was from the gravitonium. That's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah that he was fell the into a, an experimental, presumably dying. So they pull at least they're pulling from, uh, from season one for it. So I appreciate that. Well, that explains why we didn't remember it because right. season one was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Um. Now, what'd you think of the fact that um, Fitz had to really um, dig deep into his past for those scenes where he's playing this marauder? It honestly didn't feel like he was playing. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like he was just, okay, This is it's okay to be this person in this moment because right. I'm doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Rather than in the framework, he was being manipulated to act like that. Right. It was a, I'm doing this for my own self. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I, I kind of appreciate this, the fact the season has made him pretty hardcore. Like, he's <laughs> he's kind of, he's tough. To, I mean, he was always just kind of like the, you know, real, like, neat and kind of, almost like Kasaias. Just like, I'm not into all this stuff. But, like, they unlock some stuff. And I really hope that as the season progresses, they kind of hone the balance of that. And, um, and he kind of moves past because it was kind of annoying I don't want to say it towards the end of last season with his, you know, I was a horrible person in in the framework. I can't believe I'd done this. I'm like, okay, dude, shut up and move on. I like the fact that you say it was annoying when it was only like one episode that they were out of the framework. But he said it so much. He did. But the gravity of it. I understand the in gravity In that of it. one episode. Right? I mean, but he complained about it in, in this, in the episode called Rewind, right before, like at the front end of it, he's complaining about it. So, I mean, that's that's one of my things about it. Well, and again, we're talking two episodes here. Right. I feel like it's just because it was getting kind of annoying. Because he can be kind of whiny. Mm-hmm. So, I do appreciate that he's not slow anymore. Mm-hmm. Like. He's kind of quick on the uptake with certain things. Well, no. The, when he, when Jerkface dropped him in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And he had basically a stroke and he lost motor function oh you're talking about that speech yeah yeah he moved past that a long time ago he did but at the same time uh it there were little things 
throughout the rest of the seasons mm. that are now gone. I got you. Little traits that the actor has dropped. I got you. I got you. So, which I appreciate him putting them there, but mm. I was ready for them to go. Right. Okay, well, let's transition this because this season isn't as well received uh, by some as other up seasons have. Um, I've heard personally some people complain about it. Like, they don't like the aspect of being in space and all this other stuff. And um, I feel like um, some of it was a misplaced. What's what I'm looking for? I think they were looking for it to be a, a link to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. And because it's not, and the fact that it takes place in space, they're not enjoying it, which I feel like is unfair. Well, if they were looking for it to be connected with the Guardians of the Galaxy, like you think, then they were expecting it to be lighter. Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, while very good movies, very well-written storylines, are very light movies. Like, even... We we just recently watched the second one. Right. And even the guy whose ego was as big as a planet, literally. Because his name was Ego. Because his name was Ego when he (laughs) created the planet. Um... You know, even with that villain, it was very lighthearted, very joking. And while you have that in certain characters, S.H.I.E.L.D. as a whole is much darker. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the comics, S.H.I.E.L.D. is darker. Yeah, it Doesn't is. matter if it's Nick Fury or Maria Hill running it. <laughs> it's it's dark. Right. Well, what are some things you don't like about the season? Um, I don't like how little they're doing with May. Okay. They have they've they delved really good into her character a while back, um, and they did some stuff with her in the framework, mm-hmm. and they really haven't done a lot. Well, to be fair, again, we're six issues or six episodes in, and I mean, there there's a huge cast, and this is the problem we have with with team movies and shows. When you have a bigger cast, you really have to work. To get everything done, um, that's I mean, to, to be honest, most of your your superhero team up movies struggle because of that. Yeah. And doing a TV series, I mean, it's yeah, it, a lot of big personalities here. They might be able to, excuse me, they might be able to fix it in further episodes, mm-hmm. and I can kind of see the focusing the focus shifting a little bit to mm-hmm. her, but I mean. She went through just as much as Fitz did. Right. Except she wasn't as manipulated as Fitz was. True. So I feel like that they they have an opportunity here to delve into that. Yeah. But you know how they do. I mean, they've done this in previous seasons where there will be... They will dedicate an episode here and there to at least one member of the Mm -hmm. team following them. So we get that inside of what's happening. Um so let me ask you: Are you feeling then that this series is, or this season is moving too slow? I don't know if it's moving too slow because there has to be so much world building. Mm-hmm. But at the same, ironically, t- with the world destroyed. Ironically, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like they could have moved the story along a little bit faster. But it's not a. It's it's not a complaint that I would have necessarily thought of to mm-hmm. oh they're going too slow. Right. So it's it's more a matter of I just May is one of my favorite characters, so I wish they were focusing on her a little <laughs> bit more. So I am not a fan of Deke. 
He's the the guy that we thought was supposed to be the Guardians of the Galaxy reference, but he's the guy that um, he's been. He was kind of helping them in the in the beginning of it. Oh, was, the traitor! Yeah, the traitor. I'm not a fan of him, and I'm not. The character is annoying. Yes. Um, the character is not. I, I know we're not supposed to like this character, but I'm really disliking this character. Like, I don't think I don't. It's not that I don't like him as a character. I just. Well, how do I say this? He's not a well-written character in my mind. And they haven't done enough to explain what's happening. I understand we have this background story where his parents were believers in the the prophecy about S.H.I.E.L.D. coming and all this other stuff. But there's just something about him I just can't get into. He's a worm. He is a worm. So, he's... I don't know. I would be intrigued to see more of his backstory Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's a reason that he is like he is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like they're trying to ship him with Daisy and I am not for that. (laughs) Why not? Uh, no. (laughs) Just no. Right. She needs a good guy. Right. If she's going to have a guy, she needs a good one. (laughs) Well, then let's, let's move this conversation forward then. And let's talk about where we think this is going. And I want to specifically, at the moment, talk about Flint. Yes. I think you and I had the same thought on that. Yeah. In this show, you see Flint taking rocks and he's forming them together and repairing things uh, and, and like making new masses. And knowing that the Earth has been shattered and bits and pieces are just floating around in space, this just seems overtly obvious that they're going to try to get him to do something where... He brings everything back together. Now, Mm -hmm. the question then becomes the whole time paradox aspect and asking the question, what are they going to do? Which which time paradox model are they going after? Are they going to do the eternal loop where they go back in time, but they have to go back to the future to change it to the the presence? Mm -hmm. Or are they going to do the alternate timeline aspect? I don't know. I kind of... If they go with the alternate timeline aspect, then they have the opportunity to at some point go back and tell the alternate timeline. If they do the loop, it Mm -hmm. keeps things neat and together and Mm -hmm. they can just move on. Right. But then that gives us a deadline for destruction. Because at some point, Daisy destroys the world. But then Daisy comes and saves the world and puts it all back together and then goes back and doesn't destroy the world. Or does she? Again, that's that's the par- that's the great paradox. I don't think that Daisy actually destroys. Normally, it. when they do a loop, though, there is a um, and and the good stories, the loop always ends with the fact that their actions in the future causes the actions in the past, which of course opens a whole other can of worms of they never got into the future where the past have ever happened. Right. So I don't think that Daisy actually did it. I don't think so either. I think it was, I think if she did it, she was forced to do mm-hmm. it. Like, I think, because they they've already established that the Earth was in one piece at one point with the Kree. So, and then you had the Inhumans mm-hmm. at the end of the season, he said they're coming. Mm-hmm. And we're almost positive he was talking about the Kree. Right. Because that, that just makes sense. Right. So they've already set it up to be the Kree are a bad deal. Because mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. Um. So I think that, I don't think Daisy's actually done it. And if she has, it was the Kree doing testing on her 
that caused her to quake so badly that the earth can mm. part. Now, here's an interesting question for you, though. Not that that was anywhere on topic. Is the the concept of, of her breaking it, do you think this is a rewrite? And then the original thought process, it was supposed to be uh, Black Bolt who destroyed the earth. But because in the Inhuman series just was not well received, they, were go- they did a quick rewrite where it was Daisy. No, because if Black Bolt had done that, the Earth would be gone. Like, there would be no debris. Mm-hmm. Gone. Right. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, so, but we both feel like Flint's the one supposed to bring it back together. Yes. Right. And I feel like that would make sense. I think it'd be neat and clean. What about the fact that Homegirl, the the girl with the, the Robin, uh, shows up at the end of this last episode? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, it makes sense. Yeah? She... House made noise. <laughs> she, uh... <laughs> they had already set her up when they put Fitz under to... That they were going to be safe. They were going to be taken care of. So it would make sense that she would be somewhere safe right when all of the the crap hits the fan mm-hmm. so i found that interesting yes and um I, I appreciate they brought her back um we we first hear about her from a couple seasons ago yeah and that's what i'm liking about the series is they are uh, they bring stuff back from previous seasons and mm-hmm. everything kind of comes together eventually in some it just fan. may take a while. Right, in some way. So, but I'm curious to what the rest of her visions are and what she's seeing that's going to take place. Uh, yeah, I am too. I'm intrigued because at the end you see her with May, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I'm pretty sure May knows who she is. Oh, yeah. I think it was well known that Daisy was taking care of this family. Mm-hmm. Um. Because all this was before Daisy went rogue. Right. So I just, I don't know. I'm kind of ready for them to chill with the dramatic stuff and have just normal running around Earth. Mm-hmm. At least for a season. Right. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do when you escalate things the way you do. And now they have a budget they can do certain things with. Plus, they always have to kind of play into the bigger MCU. It's true. And... We're leading up to Infinity War, which is going to be a massive event, intergalactic event. And you almost have to have some of this preparation take place. Well, and I get that. But at the same time, there's still stuff going on on Earth. I mean, there's not at the moment, but there is. (laughs) True story. In the past, there is. (laughs) All right. Cool beans. I I, I do think one of my favorite things was the... The soccer references thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that he was sending angry letters to a soccer magazine that he knew somebody else would be reading. Right. And, and the, understand what he was talking right. about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Well, guys, that's about all we got for today. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, it was kind of a quick put together episode. I know uh, we're working on some stuff for the future. Keep an eye out for Tuesday's, our extra Tuesday episode on YouTube and Facebook. We're going to talk about some major changes that Facebook has done and what that means for the future of Geek Devotions on Facebook. And um, Bible study on Tuesday. Yeah, Bible study on Tuesday. We're going to do Titus. Yes. 
chapter one. So look forward to that. And yeah, um, lots of more really cool things. Make sure you check out the Devoted Geek Life. Uh, we're really pushing for you guys to do that. Check out Devoted Geek Life and be part of that. Um, we're also going to put together a newsletter mailer that's going out. And here in a few few days, as soon as I get certain things done, we'll actually have a link on our website, geekdevotions.wordpress.com, for you to be able to sign up for that and, uh, and receive some emails from us every so often. That hopefully you will not consider spam. Hopefully. Spam. All right. <laughs> spam. Spam, spam, spam. <laughs> spam and spam. Oh, Monty Python. Oh, things that normally get edited out. <laughs> Lord. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you've loved this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. <laughs> There's no edits. <laughs> No edits. (laughs) It's very much appreciated. Until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love.